Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. I've been in church, I can almost say, every Sunday I've ever been alive on this earth. I'm sure that as a very, very young baby, probably within a week that I was born, my parents probably took me to church. And I've been at church every week, except for a couple vacations or sick days or something, for my whole life, okay? So I grew up in a small church in Moscow Mills, small rural uh, church, and uh, great people, about 50 to 70 people there, and um, we were there every time the church was open, every time the doors were open. And so we were... um, uh, we were there, and I had, and as a young person, I had a lot of opportunities to serve, uh, a lot of opportunities to serve and do things, and I believe that that was a seed that was planted in my life that caused me, that, that is the biggest reason that I'm still here serving today in the house of God, and it is, it is a great thing, and I'm so grateful for my parents uh, that did that uh, for me. I'd like to start by looking at a scripture today, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and verse 28, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, prophets, and third teachers, and after that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, and varieties of tongues. Now, I want you to see the word helps there. We call our dream team, our, our, our volunteers, we call them dream team volunteers, but years ago, we used to call it the ministry of helps. That is what is right here in the midst of these supernatural gifts that function in the church, these offices that function in the church, and right in the middle of it is the ministry of helps. And so well, I want to start by saying that ministry of helps, or serving on the dream team, is a supernatural thing. It's so important. I'm so thankful for all those who, who do serve on the dream team. So why, why do we want to serve? Number one, it's important to the church. Okay? It's important to the mission that we have before us, to lead people to a God who is for them and to help people discover his purpose for their life. It's important because hell is still hot and heaven is still real. Amen? And the devil is still bad and God is still good. And sin is still wrong and Jesus still forgives. And there's a lot of people that need to hear that message. Amen? There are hurting, there are hurting people all around us and they need to know that, that there's something that can fill the void in their life. I, I, I think that uh, there's a, a, a spot, there's a void inside of each one of us that we're born with. And it's, it's that, can only, that only can be filled by knowing God, okay? And, and people try to fill it with so many different things, uh, with money, success, with sex, with drugs, uh, business, with that dream vacation or that perfect mate. None of these things are going to fulfill, to fill that space, but only God can do it. And so we're not here in church, at Church on the Rock, just to occupy a seat today. So much more than that. We are here to make a difference with our lives and our mission, I said already, you've heard, it's to lead people to a God who is for them and to help them then discover their, his purpose for their life. So I believe that we discover our purpose in life in, in a progressive manner. What I mean by that is we take the first step 
and then we find out what the next step is, and then we take the next step. So if I look at my life, and you can look at your life, you can see where God has brought you into connection with people. Relationships are so important. And, and God has brought relationships into your life, and, and there have been opportunities that you've taken, opportunities that maybe you've missed. But as Ellie said, those opportunities are always coming towards us, and we want to make sure that we're not missing those opportunities. But the way to find that place, to find the will of God, is to just get started, to just start moving, and then he begins to guide us and order our steps. He can, he can only lead us when we're taking steps. So when we're serving in the church, sometimes we don't know where to start. There's so many things to do. I don't know. I'd like to do them all. Uh, I don't know what there is to do. Well, what we do is you start with something, and, and then you find out if that works. And if it doesn't work, then you find out something else. You try something else, and you try that until you find the place that's, that fits. And uh, I believe that serving God is the greatest calling could ever be on any of our lives. And it's not just a job, it's a calling. So when it's a job, we, we, we go because we have to. When it's a calling, we go because we get to. There's a huge difference there. We go to work because we expect a paycheck at the end of the week, but when we understand that there's a calling on our lives, we understand there are eternal rewards that are amazing, all right? On a job, a lot of people, maybe not you, but there's a lot of people that just do only what's required. But when you understand that it's a calling, you'll do all that you can do. You'll say, what's next? What else can I do? It's an and then some attitude, okay? So it's important to your church and the mission of our church, but it's also important to you and your family. So, you know, parents, I wanna encourage you, you lead by example. My parents set a great example, not perfect parents, but great parents. And they set an example for me. And our children see us serving, my children, my sons, grown, serving in the church. And our children see us serving. And when they see us serving with joy and not complaining about it, they're gonna wanna do that too. Yeah. Uh, I like what Bishop Bronner said. He said, a chord played on a piano will vibrate the strings in another piano. In other words, my life, your life, affects those around us, affects the people around us. And, and Pastor Blunt says that when we do something for ourselves, it makes us happy. Oh, that's wonderful. It makes us happy. But when we do something for others, we are fulfilled. Let's put that one up on the screen. When we do something for ourselves, it makes us happy. But when we do something for others, we are fulfilled. And that's really what we're looking for, isn't it? Not just personal happiness, but, but fulfillment. And there are a lot of excuses and a lot of obstacles that come our way. We have to overcome them. And if we're looking for an excuse not to do something, we'll find it, right? If we're looking for a reason to do something, we'll also find that. It depends on what we want most. It depends on what we really want. And there's really no excuse, this is my opinion, but I, there's, I don't know of any excuse that's good enough to not serve. But here's some of the excuses that we come up with. Number one, uh, we ha I have a bad past. You don't know my past. And, in my past, and it's, it's a painful past, but let me tell you this, your painful, ugly past does not disqualify you from serving. In fact, I think God turns it around 
and he makes it the platform that you can stand on and have a voice. And there are people that are in the situation that you used to be in, and you found the way out, and you can show them how to come through. And God doesn't consult my past to determine my future, and I am so thankful for that. Amen. Amen. Now, we want to apply scriptures to our life, but not just selectively when it's convenient, but we want to do it all the way across the board. You know, if we're trying to get that loan for the house and the car, we're going to quote Romans 8, 28. It says, God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And we're going to stand on that and thank God we got the house. Praise God. We got the loan. And, but then when it comes to looking at my past, uh, we, we forget that God's going to work things all together for my good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So another excuse is, uh, you know, I, I don't know how to do anything. I, 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 you know, it's ministry. I, I just don't, even, I don't feel qualified. I never went to Bible school. I, I, I don't know uh, how to do anything. So uh, over the many years, many years here, I've seen people learn skills here at, that they have gone on and started new careers because of the things that they have learned here. So if you're willing to learn and have a teachable attitude, we'll train you. We'll, we'll, we'll train you. I love, this is one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 29. It says, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things. Have you ever been foolish or felt foolish? Me. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base or the simple things of the world to, uh, and the things which are despised. I think that's talking about me. I think that might be talking about some of you. And the that things which have been despised, God has chosen those things. And the things which are not, or have you ever just felt invisible? You ever felt useless? The things that are not, God has chosen you to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. You know, I was the kid in gym class when they chose teams, they, you line up against the wall, I dreaded it every time because I knew what was gonna happen. I was the last person called. And they only took me because I was the only one left. Okay, no one wanted me on their team. And I didn't blame them, <laughs> I wouldn't either but they didn't want me on my team. But God has chosen you because he wants you. He loves you. He created you. He wanted you. And so he has chosen you, not because you're all that he could, couldn't, couldn't get any better. He wanted you, and he chose you. Another excuse is that I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'm too this. I'm too that. We, we, we find the time to do what we really want to do. You're looking for an excuse, you're gonna find one. If you're looking for a reason, you're gonna find it, okay? Next one is, uh, no one called me back. No one called me back. I signed up. Wow, must have been a lot of you. <laughs> no one called me back. I signed up. I went through the class. Nobody called me. Nobody reached out. They told me they were gonna call. I I'm just gonna say, uh, I'm sorry. It could have been me, it could have been someone else, but I am sorry. And let me say this, that is not a sign from God that you are not to serve. 
That's not a sign from God, okay? So we apologize for that and give us another chance, okay? Uh, bring it to our attention. Text, email, call, something, and let us know so that we can follow up properly because it's never our intention to overlook anyone, okay? Another th thing that can keep us from serving is pride. And we think, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really better than that. I just don't do those kind of things. Wow, okay, well, let's, uh, let's look at Matthew 20, 26. Do you wanna be like Jesus? Yeah, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. So if you wanna be great, find more people to serve. Find more ways to serve. And pastor says a person who is too big to do small things is gonna be too small to do big things. Wow. You know, in our church, actively serving on our team, possibly in this service, in, in any of our, all of our services. There are people who are CEOs of companies. They've built multi-million dollar companies. People who are presidents and vice presidents of companies that are traded on Wall Street, and they're serving. They might be ushering or, or greeting or parking cars or working with the children's ministry today. And, and you know, just people of all kinds that are, operating the cameras and, and serving in, in our uprising. Some of them have taken vacation weeks to go to uprising camp this next week. So all kinds of people. But, but then on the other side, well, I'm just an average person. I'm not the CEO guy. I'm not that guy. Okay? Well, people have learned skills that have led them into new careers. They've gotten promotions. They've built companies because of the things that they have learned. If you're willing to learn, we will train, okay? We will train you. And I, I love the story of uh, Abram. Actually, Abram is our audio man and does a fantastic job, he and his team. And uh, Abram grew up in this church, and a little boy about 11 years old, uh, he started pushing buttons and turning knobs, and he discovered that that's what he liked. And so, he learned and learned, and he's a lifelong learner. He's still learning, and he's doing a fantastic way. He is a find-a-way kind of guy. I'm going to find a way to get it done, and uh, he does a fantastic job. But you see, you can, start with, you can start with nothing, and if you're willing to submit that to God and, and learn, a lifelong learner, then you can be used in the church. So there's some benefits. It's a great place to make a difference with your life, okay? Um, when we serve other people, when we do things for other people, it's, it's, uh, it makes a difference. And serving in the local church, this is a great local church, folks. This is the greatest in the world. Not perfect. No, we're not perfect, but we're striving to get better. It's a great local church, and God's put you here. God has put you here. And serving in your local church is an opportunity like no other. Another reason is that uh, it brings joy and prosperity to me. When I serve in my local church, it brings joy. According to Scripture, it brings joy and prosperity. Isaiah 119, it says, if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Or in other translations, it says the fat of the land. And what that means is that the fat or the good of the land is a symbol of prosperity. It's surplus and abundance and a position of blessing. So when I serve, it puts me in a position of blessing and look at Job 36, 11, it says, if you obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures 
not regret. Oh, I wish I would have. Oh, I've missed an opportunity. Oh, I wish I would have. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. It says our days in prosperity and our years in pleasure. And prosperity can be money, sure, but it can be family, prosperity of family, prosperity of relationships, prosperity of favor, prosperity of, of uh, uh, any kind of goodness, any joy, peace, patience, a prosperity of patience in our lives. So that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Number three, a benefit is... Uh, Serving in my local church changes my attitude and my perspective, okay? Servitude produces gratitude, okay? Servitude changes my heart to make it grateful. I stop complaining and I start encouraging other people, right? And I don't expect to be served any longer, but now I spend my life in serving others, okay? And that makes me... More like Jesus. The next one is more like Jesus. So Mark 10, 45 tells us that even the Son of Man did not come to be served, didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve and to give. And when we surrender our lives and ask God to use us and help us in serving, the Holy Spirit works with us He's working through us, and he's transforming us from the inside out to make us more like Jesus. Our inner life begins, the change begins in our inner life, our attitudes, our thoughts, my spiritual well-being, my mental well-being. It all begins to change and conform to the image of Christ. My thoughts, my attitudes, my words, everything about me begins to look more like Jesus. When we want to serve more, just like Jesus did. Listen, serving is a natural response to our salvation, okay? Serving is a natural response to our salvation. It's, it's a sign, it's an indicator of a changed heart. It's an indication of salvation. And, and actions indicate the change of my heart. So what's, what's happening, what I'm doing with my life shows what's happening in my heart. Number five, it's an important part of your local church experience. Now, other than coming, you know, late or whatever early, leaving early for work and situations, you know, we, some, some have situations, and that, I'm not talking about that, but a person who intentionally comes late to service, so you don't have to see anybody, okay, and then you leave uh, early, so you don't have to see anybody, <laughs> You're missing out. You're missing out on one of, one of the great important blessings of the church, relationships. And one of the ways that we build relationships at Church on the Rock is through small groups. The greatest thing in life is not things, but they are relationships. And so we want to pursue the right relationships in our lives. And we get those through a couple of ways here at the church. Number one, small groups. That's, that's, a, that's one big way. The other big way is by getting involved in a ministry team. Because that ministry team, they pray together, they cry together, they work together, and there's a bonding that takes place in that ministry. So I believe that serving helps complete my total experience in the local church, okay? It's, it's a part that we can't leave out. And through that, we letter A, we gain a relationship. And, and this adds a richness to our church experience. 
I don't believe that we were designed to be in isolation. It's dangerous. It's a tool of the devil. It makes us sour. We get critical. And we become vulnerable, too. We have basic needs in our lives that need to be needed, need to be known, and we need to know that we make a difference. We matter to someone. And these needs are met when we serve. And so through the right relationships in the local church, we can grow and we can learn. We find fulfillment. Fulfillment is when we use our gifts that we've been given and we use it to serve a higher purpose than ourselves, a higher purpose than the company, a higher purpose. And we get more from, I get more fulfillment from what I do for others, I believe you do too, than what someone else does for me. Oh, it's great when somebody does for me. That's fine. That's wonderful. But I'm fulfilled when I can do something for somebody else. And it gives my life significance, significance, knowing that I can make a difference with my life in the lives of others. You can make a difference in the lives of others by using the gifts God has given you. And letter D, it glorifies God. Glorifies God, it's not for me, it's for God. Now, I might serve you, but I'm doing it as unto the Lord. I serve with excellence, I serve with integrity, I serve as unto the Lord. In 1 Peter 4.10 and 11, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. I love that. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all the strength and the energy that God supplies. Remember, you're not doing this alone. You're doing it in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And then everything you do will bring glory to God. There it is. Everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever. And ever. So how do I start? How do I? Many of you are already serving, and thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. But how do I start? It starts with a decision. But before we go there, let me ask you. A little, let's do a little bit of math. We have a log, and there's five frogs sitting on the log. Three of them decide to jump off. How many's left on the log? There's a log, and there's five frogs on the log. Three of them decide to jump off. How many are left on the log? There's five still left on the log because they only decided to jump off. Okay? So it starts with a decision, but a decision means nothing until we take action. So here we go. All right? Number two, take action. Growth track, getting a facelift. It's called the God is for you class, and that's the pathway to serving. That's the pathway to serving. There's going to be some folks at the back of the auditorium you can sign up online or you can stop by and just say, hey, you know, I used to serve. I don't anymore. I'd like to start again. All of that is available for you. Oh, yes. And uh, we're going to skip that. We're going to skip ahead. And I just want to remind you that uh, as we pray for revival, we're going to go to, uh, guys, Psalm 110.3. Your people shall be volunteers or they become willing in the days of your powers. We pray for the, the 714 movement. We're praying for revival every morning and every night at 714. What's going to happen? One of the things that's going to happen is the day of God's power, the day of revival, people will be willing. People will stand up and say, I'll volunteer. 
So I want to remind you that someone's deliverance is depending on your obedience. It might be that person in the grocery store aisle that puts on the happy face, but their life is crumbling. It might be the guy who climbed the corporate ladder, went to the top, but he lost his family. It could be anybody that's around us, but someone's deliverance is connected to your obedience. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So here's what I want to say. Here's the, here's the flip side of that. Serving is important, okay? But it doesn't save us, right? It's a result of our salvation. Don't get it backwards. It doesn't save us. It's the result of our salvation, all right? So we're thankful for that. I believe that God is speaking to our hearts today, and he's saying it's time. It's time to step up. It's time to step out. It's time to do what I've called you to do. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes today? You might say, well, that's my starting place. I need to have Jesus in my heart. I'd love the opportunity to pray with you with that prayer today. Online, here in the auditorium, in the lobby, wherever you might be. You can sense that the Holy Spirit is drawing you. You can feel it. You can sense it in your spirit. If that's you today and you say, I want to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please, if you would raise your hand or make a re rededication, a commitment of your life. Raise your hand and keep it up just for a moment for the ushers to see. All over the auditorium, thank you. Thank you. You can know with assurance that your eternity is in heaven. And let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And I believe that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. He defeated sin for me. I repent of all of my sin and I invite Jesus to come into my heart to make me new again. I'm born again. I'm in the family of God. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit and use my life to make a difference in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we rejoice today? What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.